Live from the Parrot Nation studios, it's Parrot Nation with Tara Kennedy Klein, the Internet's top talk radio show featuring real talk for real parents, shaken and stirred up with a twist from America's family advocate, Tara Kennedy Klein. Yeah, well, I got a newsflash for you, folks. The problem with kids is parents. Excuse me, Sheryl Sandberg, but I'm not leaning in anymore. I'm sick of spilling my martini. I'm serious. It's time to put the F word back in parenting. Fun parenting. Oh my gosh, why can't we do this? Why can't we have dance parties in our kitchens? I don't understand. And now, here's your host, Tara Kennedy Clive. Hey, Parent Nation. How are you? Hey, Kelly. Good morning. Good morning. Kelly. <laughs> Cinco de Mayo to you. Happy Drinko de Mayo. <laughs> I'm so excited. Ay, 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 ay. Arriba. Arriba. I put, uh, I put water, I put oranges in my water so that I could pretend that it was a drink for oh, the show. Oh, okay. That's a good idea. You know, like tequila later, you know. Right. Right. It's uh, sure. yeah. Margaritas. Yeah. Margaritas. I love me some margaritas. You know, that's my favorite thing about going to Mexico is that you can totally drink in the morning and nobody looks at you like, oh, my God, you're drinking in the morning. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what do you have with breakfast? Oh, I'll have an orange juice. What, you don't want vodka in that? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Newbie. <laughs> are you crazy? What are you, American or something? Crazy Americans drinking your plain orange juice. Doesn't it taste funny? Whatever. Mm-hmm. So how's it been? Good week? Good, good. The weather has been amazing here. I'm so happy. Yeah. I'm, I'm like yeah. a totally it's different person. To get hot. Yeah. It's starting to get well, hot here. We had 100 the other day. 100? Yes. We had 80 yesterday, and I was like Ooh, freaking nice. out. I know. I was so excited. I actually did yard work. Ooh. That's right. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. I even used that thing that looks like a giant scissors to cut the grass that was close to my planters. Oh. Like like serious back-breaking, hand-hurting labor in the yard. I really did. That's hardcore. It is hardcore. I know. So I'm kind of proud of myself. So anyway, it's been been a crazy week in uh, Parent Nation, too. I've been watching the news. Yeah, so much going on. It's so much going on. Well, there's a royal baby. Yeah. Baby Charlotte. Charlotte. Baby Charlie. I'm going to call her Charlie. Do you think they'll mind? (laughs) (laughs) No, they'll probably follow suit if you start it. You know what? If I start it and everybody else starts doing it, I want credit for that shit. I'm just saying. That's the least they can do, I think. (laughs) So, So Kate goes in. She gives birth at like 8 o'clock in the morning or something like that. Less than 10 hours later, she's out on the stairs of the hospital in her Jimmy Choo's, in her pumps, and her perfect hair and makeup. And now all of America is going like batshit. Like, oh, my God, I can't believe that she is shaming women like that. She's not shaming anybody. She's just as jacked up under that perfect dress as everybody else. Come on. Right. It's she's just, just young and she bounces back and she's got makeup people and 
stylist, though. Are you exactly? Oh my gosh, are you kidding? She probably got in that car and like laid down sideways. Yeah. <laughs> like, just get me to the palace. I'm going to kill you all. <laughs> she went home. Whose idea, whose idea do you think that was to get her out in less than 10 hours? But the queen, of course. Oh, jeez. She's like, you know what? You're giving birth to the princess, the future queen of England. You better get your butt out there and look like you care. Look like you're good <laughs> at it. I can drop them out like, bam, crazy cakes, like in the fields, man. Drop them and keep working. That's what, that's what you're supposed to do. Right. Uh, which reminds me of our, our second guest today. It's just going to be funny. Oh, my gosh. So, We're going to be talking about. So does that about... push Harry back? Does that push Harry back? Oh, my gosh, yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. From now on, it's all, you know, it's all William's kids. It's it's um, Charles and then William and then little George and then Char- uh, Charlie. Okay. Yeah, she's fourth in line for the throne now. Ooh, nice. Nice. And they just passed a law that she can be because there was a law in England that um, even if she was fourth in line, if there was a man anywhere near her, he would go first. Yeah. So, yeah. But nope, they get to. Uh, yeah, she gets to uh, she gets to be fourth in line now so she could actually be queen. How cool is that? She didn't even have to kill anybody. She could just do it <laughs> legit. Uh, it's crazy. So, yeah, so congratulations on uh on your baby girl and your amazing uh appearance outside the hospital whatever. I don't feel shamed. Whatever. No. <laughs> Karina our producer's like Beyonce says strong enough to bear the children then get back to biz. Get back to work. <laughs> do what you were meant to do whatever craziness. And you know, like all these people are speculating on what they should do, um, with their baby to make, you know, to drive popular opinion on other subjects like vaccinations and stuff like that. Leave them people alone. They're doing such a Mm. good job. Just leave them alone. We need a little bit more of what they got here in the United States with all this craziness. (laughs) Did did you see the thing I posted on Facebook about the queen? The Queen of England said, I've decided that since you can't pick a, a, a proper leader, you're not even close, like you suck at it, I'm taking it back. <laughs> oh. I'm taking back rule, and you're going to have to start putting yous in places again, like color, favor. <laughs> no, no more of this American football. No, no, no. You'll be playing soccer and and if you think you're really tough, you'll play rugby. Maybe. <laughs> no more of this baseball crap. You'll play cricket like you were meant to. It's awesome. I love Not it. Funny. England's got some stuff going on. I got to say, you know, they've got they've got some good rules going on. Did you see the people? Oh, the, the things the things that we get offended over and the things that we ignore are astounding to me. I hear you. You know what I mean? Like the rules that we're willing to break. 
um, I think should be upheld. And then there's things that we get offended over and then we want to punish the hell out of people to make an example of, did you see the thing with the, you know, the couple last year that was having sex on the beach, not the drink in Florida. (laughs) (laughs) Did you see that one? No, they were convicted. So, um, Jose Caballero and Elisa Alvarez last July, they were getting it on. Let's get it Mm -hmm. on on the beach in, um, in Bradenton, Florida, Bradenton beach. Right. And apparently some people saw them. Apparently there was a three-year-old that saw them. I'm sure they put the three-year-old in the stand and she's like, absolutely. They were going at it like rabbits. It was ridiculous. Come on. Like the (laughs) three-year-old even knew what you were doing. But anyway, they were sentenced to get this Kelly. Um, Well, they were found guilty. They, their sentences could get them 15 years in jail and their names on the sex offender list. You're kidding. I kid you not. That is ridiculous. First of all, it's not like he was going at her like an oil rig. I mean, they were, they were, you couldn't even tell what they were doing. No witness, not even the police said that there was anything exposed. There was no vision of anything that was going on. They assumed what was happening because the two people were intoxicated. But I mean, come a sex offender list. This is where, this is where my blood boils because sex offender lists are meant as a tool for parents and authorities to know who is a potential threat in their area. Those people are not a threat to anything but tact and dignity. Honestly, they're not a threat to your children. Why would you put them on a sex offenders list? That's obscene. And 15 years in jail, I think, is a bit much. Right. I'm just saying. And then, you know, so now you have this ridiculousness. And then you have the mom in Georgia whose little 10-year-old boy was acting up in school and not doing his work. So she had him arrested. What? You didn't see that? No. Listen, let me tell you something, Kelly. This little boy was being disrespectful to his teacher and not doing his work. Now, a person with common sense would think he doesn't understand what he's being asked to do. He is embarrassed and he is frustrated by what he's being asked to do, right? So this mom calls the police, tells the police, I don't want you to really arrest him. I want you to come to the house and I want you to pretend to arrest him to scare him to scare good behavior into him. So the cops did it. Ew. They went to his house. They handcuffed this little boy, put him in the back of the car, turned the lights and the sirens on, took their feet off the brake, started coasting down the driveway a little bit, letting this poor boy think that he was being arrested. So then they're like, you know, okay, we're going to let you go. And this time they let him out of the car, take off the handcuffs. He goes running to his mommy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll never do it again. What will you never do again, baby? What will you never do again? You'll never get frustrated with your homework again. You'll never be disrespectful to someone again. Stop. We have to stop this. And this, and this coming on the heels of the biggest Riots and protests that we have ever seen in our generation, in our lifetime, Kelly, mm-hmm. of parents, compl- uh, care- parents 
being upset because their young black sons are being arrested for no good reason. Oh, my gosh. And being pissed off because, rightfully so, because your son lives in greater fear of being arrested than my white son does. And this is, you know, and and you're protesting and rioting and making really good arguments for it. And now you're going to have your son falsely arrested for no reason? Wow. Well, that's taken Mm. us back a few steps, isn't it? Sure. Come on, Parent Nation. Let's think about this a little bit. Holy crap, that pisses me off. Can you tell? Yeah, (laughs) tell us how you really feel. Right? But then the thing that I don't like is the parents that go on there and defend her. You know? Well, you don't understand. You're right. I don't understand. And neither does her son. So explain. Because I I don't get it. I think it's ridiculous. So we have we have people that are are doing something that's really not affecting society at all whatsoever, and getting arrested and getting convicted and putting in, put them in jail for fifteen years. We have little boys who are refusing to do their schoolwork and getting arrested by their parents. It's like no wonder people hate cops. <laughs> for crying out loud, so irritating to me. But then. But then we have the kids who are legitimately breaking the rules and their parents are fighting for their right to do so. Right. And, you know, I'm really excited to talk to our guest, um, to talk to Doug Giles about this because he, he wrote two books. He wrote um, Righteous and Rowdy Girls and Raising Boys Feminist Will Hate. I mm-hmm. so want to talk to him about what I have dubbed girls rules because I think we're seeing it. I think we're seeing it. It's becoming so blatantly obvious in society today that girls are being held to a different standard of rules than boys are. And it's teaching them that they don't have to follow rules, that they are above the rules. Do you know what one of the the expert commentators said? I had to do air quotes. You can't see them. But if we were on video... That one of the expert commentators in the um, in the case with the um, with Alvarez with the two people having sex, mm-hmm. one of the expert commentators literally said, "I thought, um, I thought women were better than men. I can't believe she allowed him to do that to her." What? What? Thank you for being as shocked as me. That's ridiculous. How are you going to say something like that? I thought women were better than men, uh, uh, but it goes right back to the whole thing that I want to talk about today. Exactly. It takes two people to tango. She didn't let him do that to her. She liked it. She was on him. (laughs) I'm a girl on top. Let's face it. But anyway, it goes back to the whole thing that is driving me insane where, you know, people are like, like the dad with the spaghetti straps. Show me where the exclusive boy rules are in that dress code. Okay, I will. Stop looking with blinders on and maybe you'll see them too. Stop looking at everything as if your daughters are above the rules and don't have to follow them because if they do, then they're being suppressed. Oh, poor girls. You know, ugh. This whole thing that we've got going on is making us look ridiculous. Did you see the thing about the girl who um, wants to be prom king? She doesn't want to be prom queen. No. 
And it's not even a transgender issue because if it were, I could totally understand it. It's not a transgender issue. She simply wants to hold the title of king, prom king, because that's more important to her. Right. Um, so the you're saying that a queen the... is less than a king? Right, right. I'm sorry, but a queen made cake come out eight hours later in Jimmy Choo's and pantyhose. That's the power <laughs> of a queen, okay? Uh, how are you going to say that and then say that you are lifting up our gender? You're basically basically saying that women are less than. That we are indeed the weaker sex because you don't even want to hold a title that's consistent with being a woman. In power, by the way. I don't understand what we're doing. I think we're ridiculous. And I don't like it anymore. Maybe, maybe it's the full moon. It probably is. They say that the full moon has an effect on women that it doesn't have on men. So... Maybe all this craziness is happening because of the full moon. You know who could talk about it? Our guest, Jeff Harmon. Jeff Harmon. We're going to be talking to him about how astrology affects our parenting, which I'm super excited about because I've always said that, well, my husband, who is an engineer in personality and by trade, um, Mm -hmm. and my, my son, who has Asperger's syndrome, are the same sign. They're both Pisces. Mm. I call them pissies. <laughs> and my, my oldest son is a Sagittarius and I'm a Leo. And it's so funny because when we look at what those things mean, we can absolutely see our personality styles coming out consistent with our Zodiac signs. So I'm so curious to hear what Jeff has to tell us about how astrology affects how we parent and how we can parent better and differently based on astrology. But I also want to talk to him about moon cycles. Like, does that matter? Right. I find myself being a little bit bitchier during a full moon. Do you? Yes. (laughs) See? So who knows? Maybe we should just get away from each other during a full moon and like tone down our parenting and discipline during those periods. I don't know, but we're going to find out about it when we come back from this break. It takes a village to pay the bills in this freaking studio, which is why Tara's taking a cocktail break and we're taking care of business with a word from these sponsors. Homeschooling? Have questions? Get your pen and paper ready. It's the sociable homeschooler, Vivian McNinney. Fridays at 5, 4 central on toginet.com. After a handsome blue-eyed Texan fell in love with Vivian at the Victoria Station in London, she found herself at DFW Airport with a tiny suitcase and a snazzy little duffel bag. Well, 25 years later, she is now happily married to that blue-eyed cowboy. They have four grown children ages 24 to 18 who became willing guinea pigs when she unwittingly stumbled upon the world of homeschooling. Wildflower Academy flourished for 15 years. They survived and thrived, and you can too. Vivian will be covering a wide range of issues that face homeschoolers. What do you do with kids in the summer? How to set up your one-room schoolhouse? How obedience is paramount? And what to do with those snakes? Plus, you'll be sharing ideas and insights that she gleaned from other homeschoolers. So join us for an engaging hour with a sociable homeschooler. Vivian McNinney, Friday afternoons at 5, 4 central on toginet.com. 
Hey, my horoscope in the coffee news says I'm going to make a big change in my life. Wow, I love the ads in the coffee news and trying to find cuppy to win prizes. Yeah, and the fun facts and trivia are killer too. Hey, maybe we should advertise our business in there. I hear it's very inexpensive and everybody I know reads it. Awesome idea. Let's call 903-283-0203 or go to coffeenewstyler.com and get her done. What's that number again? It's 903-283-0203. coffeenewstyler.com. Welcome back to Parent Nation with Tara Kennedy Klein, the Internet's top talk radio show featuring real talk for real parents. Clean my house? <laughs> it's time to clean their house. You know what it means if my house is clean? I have big closets and a broken computer. Shaken and stirred up with a twist from America's family advocate, Tara Kennedy Klein. And now, back to the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. I am so excited for our first guest because, well, for several things. First of all, I have always been somebody who, like, reads my horoscope and follows my astro- like my personality styles and stuff like that based on my, my horoscope. And um, I've always noticed a difference in our, our family's energy during full moons, which we're experiencing right now, which is kind of weird. Um, so... I, I'm so excited to talk to our first guest, Jeff Harmon. He's a second generation astrologer and he talks about how, um, parents can not only conceive and adopt according to astrology, but also adapt their family and working with them using astrology. So hi, Jeff. How are you? Are you there? Are you muted? I can't hear you. That's so funny. So anyway, Jeff, this this is going to go back to the energy of <laughs> the full moon. I have a feeling that you're going to have something really awesome to say about this when we start chatting. But what I noticed, um, I was talking about before the break with Kelly, what I noticed was that my son's get a lot more energy and I get a lot more cranky when we have full moons and stuff like that. So, um, and last night it was so weird because my kids are usually like embedded in their screens, their video screens. And for the last two days, they have wanted to do stuff with us. They've wanted to connect with us and be with us. And they weren't on their screens. They weren't playing video games. We were doing yard work together. We were outside together and it was really kind of bizarre because even they took notice to it. And I'm like, wow, <laughs> hey, maybe it's the moon. Who knows? So, yeah, kind of funny, right? So, oh, there's uh, something wrong with Jeff's phone. You know what? My husband would say that has nothing to do with Mercury in retrograde. <laughs> do, you keep, do you hear that a lot, Kelly? Oh, yes. Uh, people are like, you know, there's certain times of the, of the year or certain times during your sign that you're not supposed to sign contracts and mm-hmm. like if computers and stuff keep going down that it's because Mercury's in retrograde. And right. my husband being like a big sciencey guy, he's like, you know, that that's not really like Mercury doesn't go in the opposite direction. Like, you know that, right? And I'm like, I don't understand. And then he started giving me the whole Einstein thing about how it's just, the orbit of Mercury is an ellipse instead of circular. So it's, it looks like it's going backwards, but it's really not anyway. 
So, huh. So, Jeff, are you with us? Yes, I am. (laughs) So, that (laughs) had to have something to do with energy. That was crazy. Yes, that was. Because you were there. Well, you you know, that's interesting. The moon is conjuncting Saturn right now as we speak. What does that mean? Well, it just puts a heavy energy on things, but it's also good from a serious standpoint, too. You know, it, it just, it, it can make things go a little awry. That's cool. It's all just energy. See, that's what I've, okay, so, like, if the moon can affect all of the water levels on the planet, why would it not affect energy levels in people? Oh, it does. There's actually hard science. In fact, right after this interview, I've got a meeting with a really renowned physicist who has done extensive studies. His name is Dr. Claude Swanson. He's worked with the government. I've actually worked with the government in remote viewing issues that are amazing. And we've proven that beyond a reasonable doubt, in my opinion, that lunar aspects as well as fixed stars, other things seriously affect energy. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it is. Do you find like I was I, I'm sure that you were listening. Um, we really have experienced some weird energy in our family over the last two days. And I noticed last. Well, I kind of correlated it with the full moon. Do you ever get situations like that? Because you do a lot with parenting and families. Yeah, well, absolutely. The moon is one of the... See, in the the ancient astrology, the moon was kind of the modulator, if you will, of all the divine energy down to the earth. In fact, the ancients used to call the earth the sublunar world. And it really does. It's kind of like the last hurrah, where all the energy gets put down into earth. It's it's a very substantial energy modulator, no question. I mean, there's, there's data that police departments have compiled on full moons that's pretty overwhelming. We find surgeries and stuff that are done around full moons are often fraught with excessive bleeding because it does. It, it really affects fluids. Wild. That's yeah. so crazy. As well as emotions. Well, yeah. Yeah. I get really um, emotional. I, can fi- I feel myself getting um, thrown off tilt a lot easier. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. During a full moon? Yeah. In in Vedic astrology, Vedic astrology is very ancient. And there's two that are actually older, in my opinion, that that Vedic astrology comes from. It's called Jyotisha, which is the science of the light of the soul in Sanskrit. That's what that word means. And then there's Nadi, which I think is very, very old. Um, it, It may predate all of the Jyotish and Vedic astrology. And it has a lunar zodiac that surrounds the earth. I always joke around with my astronomer friends. I say, I don't know how, how you're going to polish the lenses on your telescope to see this one because they don't believe the other zodiacs are really there either or that, that they line up at least. And um, they always laugh and, and I show them the lunar mansions that were are there. And boy, it's amazing. When a child is born at certain times, it really, I mean, it, it really puts an effect on that soul. That's amazing to me because I, I notice differences. I, I like to read the Zodiac signs and the personality styles and the traits that go along with them. It's kind of one of my fun things to do, sure. but I, I'm, I'm amazed at how accurate they are. Like my, I was saying earlier, my husband and my youngest son are both Pisces and they're so alike. So alike. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. my, I'm a Leo 
And uh, I fall into every single Leo stereotype there is, you know, from the, the hate and water, everything. And then my, my oldest son is a Sagittarius and he is like the most lovable, laid back, cool guy. But if he, if, you know, but if you do something to hurt his family, he's like, he'll come at you like a spider monkey. So he's like, they all fit into um, their, their signs personality wise. But the thing I think that is so cool is that you take that kind of information and kind of like the, um, the, the loves, the love languages, uh-huh. you kind of, you kind of apply astrology to that, to help families cope, right? Yeah, absolutely. I, I have to say sun sign astrology has its value, but it's really very, very simple. Um, if you get into the ancient stuff, it's much more complex and it's much more descriptive. Um, and the reason why is it looks at a lot more detail. Uh, it, and I love the philosophies of the older systems because they really said we were not our astrology. We actually were souls having an individual experience, and the astrology showed what we were here to learn. And I, I think that's really valuable because you take a child, for instance, I, I have a 13-year-old child. He just turned 13. And he had some really once-in-a-lifetime challenging aspects here about a year ago. And I told my wife, I said, you know, watch him. I said, he's exhibiting these traits. And I had her actually read the descriptors in the books. And she goes, yeah, you're right. This is exactly you what he's going through. We had issues with school. We had to change schools and he was having focusing issues. And what's fun is to be able to know that rather than just severely, you know, trying to make him conform to a particular, you know, pattern, we knew that that was there and were able to help him. Um, I have a, uh, a number of psychologists who are clients who have children and it's amazing. We, we look, we look at it and you can see the strengths and weaknesses, but more importantly, the times that they're happening, when they're happening, when they're over with. And that's, that's really huge because you can always do something to change the way you would approach it when you know it's there. So I'm, Parent Nation is made up of a lot of people who are having a hard time understanding the new Common Core math. So yeah, right, for them... Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm having a hard time understanding the Common Core math. <laughs> so, so for these parents to go back and and study old Sanskrit and 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 their old, um, you know, like the old soul purpose of their sign and all of that, really just doesn't seem realistic. Is there a way that parents can use what you know or come to you and get help from you? Yeah, I, I do readings all the times with parents. It's another way of looking at things. We, we go to psychologists, we go to psychiatrists, if need be, um, or counselors to learn to cope with problems or how to approach problems in a better way. What astrology offers is the ability to look at energies that are interplaying between people from a different perspective. Here's a classic example. I, I've had... I'll just take my own family. My father was extremely, extremely difficult. Now, you know, I'm I'm quite a bit older now, and, and he's really getting old. He's pushing 80. And the, the interesting thing is that dynamic is still there. But back in the 70s when I learned this stuff or really getting into it with my mother, 
I realized slowly what was happening there. That dynamic is not because he dislikes me. It's just the way he is. Zebras are zebras and tigers are tigers. So it's a coping mechanism. And, and I find a lot of times I've had a lot of children who've, who've I've done readings for and said, you know, geez, why is this always this way with my mom or always this way with my dad or, or my brother or what have you? And you start to step outside and go, well, wait a minute. It's not me, it's just the way it is. And really, that's what psychology tries to achieve and and often does, and and that is get you to see a situation from a perspective where you're not so engaged in it's just me. You you see what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. And and then you have more objectivity and rationality. Yeah. And the thing that I love about what you teach is it goes back to the whole basis of if someone has a problem with you, they really don't have a problem with you. They just have a problem. Or, or they may have a problem with what you're doing. And but when they understand problem, not you. that what you're doing may not be because it's directly with them, but it's just how they are, people see it from a different light. It's kind of like an aerial view, if you will, of you know, looking down on, on yourself. Mm. Another perspective. Yeah. Location astrology is another one. That's amazing. I've seen where families have moved and the dynamic changes and there's transits and progressions that move through and they're amazing how powerful they are and they come and they go. And what I love about astrology is you can actually see when they come and when they go. Wow. And how do you, I mean, do you have to do this in private session or do you have a way that people can monitor this for themselves that's not completely overwhelming? It's it's really super simple. In fact, today it's more fun than ever. What I do with clients, everybody's on the internet. I send you a code at my session and you just double click on it. That's it. It's all you got to know. You're right into my computer sitting at your desk or at your t- kitchen table, whatever you want. And if people have Macintoshes, they can screen record, make a movie of it. And then I record the phone line. And it's really visual. When people see what I'm showing them, like the maps, or when they see these dates and times in the computer. I mean, the days of cassette tapes and, you know, walking out of my office with a pile of papers is long gone. Not now we've got the internet and it's absolutely visually amazing. And and I think the retention and the comprehension is way up, way up because of that. Wow. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously that's one of the things that I love most about technology. People say it's the, it's the bane of our, our children's generation, but the fact of the matter is it's making things so much easier for them. The internet's amazing. It's absolutely amazing what you can do. I I have clients all over the world. They're they're from New Zealand, Europe, South America. They log in with crystal clear clarity. In fact, if you came to my office and were peering over my shoulder, it wouldn't be as fun. The only difference is you get to smell my coffee. But (laughs) I would tell you that the clarity on the internet and the speed is amazing. It's it's really – the visual – pointing, understanding, and then when people get the MP3 file, you know, they can download it to their iPhones or make a a CD if they want. Uh, Most people are just using their Androids or iPhones or their computer. And you hear it again and again. Is this something that's ever changing or is it something that, like the reference I made earlier, like the love languages that, you know, it's just this is a basis of getting to know who this person is that you're sharing space with? 
or does it change every day? I don't know if I understand your question 100%, but I, I think you're asking me, is, is, is the art evolving, you mean? No, can I read something about my child and understand them better? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I have reports that I give in the readings that are real detailed. Mm-hmm. But I think the biggest thing is the session I do. I spend a lot of time before I get on the phone, and I really detail out. Like, compatibility issues are really a big deal, even between husbands and wives. Um, I'll tell you a story. It happened to me many years ago in Beverly Hills. It was so funny. I had these two couple, oh, this couple sitting in front of me, and they were quite on in years. They were late 70s. And they had had, I think, six or seven children. And they said to me, I said, you know, we love each other. We pray together every day. And we, we, we cope. But he says, I can't stand her. She drives me crazy. She's always driving me crazy. And why? And she said the same thing. And I said, you, because you two have a moon Mars aspect. And they said, well, what can we do? I said, that's a divine aspect of tolerance. You have to realize that this person's always going to irritate you. You have to become less reactive. And, you know, it, it's interesting because even in, in psychology, we find there are things that's just the way they are. And sure. when you understand that, you approach it differently. You stop trying to change it. You now are react. That's the, the art of martial arts. They teach you how to deflect energy. Not, not necessarily stop it, but actually deflect it. And sometimes you can actually use it to your total advantage when you know oh, what it is. I love that. Oh, my gosh. So we have got to go to a break, and I loved having you on the show. We're going to put some questions and things up on the, uh, the website so we can get in touch with you. But thank you so much, Jeff, for sharing all of your wisdom with us. Bring me You've been listening to Parent Nation with Tara Kennedy Klein. Want more real talk for real parents? Seriously, Parent Nation, not every decision in parenting has to contain a hidden message or a life lesson. Sometimes it just has to pass mom's little barometer of, is this going to shut them up? Connect with Tara online at tarakennedykline.com. Until next time, remember this. Parent Nation, why do we keep calling this the hardest job on the planet? Why don't we just appreciate the gift that we're given and try calling it the most amazing opportunity on the planet?